This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. I do. I punch everything. Oh, Get a leaf. Whack on somebody. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. Do you smoke the leaf? Is that I mean, what that's for? Uh, <laughs> that's in another expansion. Friday, July 7th. A little bit of a delay there, but hey, we got a show together. This is Casually Hardcore. I am Grail. I'm Vindy. And I'm Daxa. All right. We have finally found some time since Daxa went out of town, which delayed us a little bit. The 4th of July delayed us some. My birthday delayed us some. There was a lot of delay in there. There was a lot of delay. Yeah. But that's okay. We got it together. And I, for my birthday, got a Switch. Yes. Which your wife uh, practically did something she swore she would never do. And I stepped foot in a Walmart because it was the only place in Arizona that had a Switch. That's right. Hey, man, sometimes you have to go low to get high. I guess so. (laughs) But it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome when I can pry it out of our son's hands. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, so I got Breath of the Wild on there, and then uh, Vindy and Vindy's boyfriend got me Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. which is very yeah. cool as well. Awesome. Breath of the Wild has lived up to all its billing. It's a fantastic... And the thing that strikes me the most about it is that Without a doubt, the Switch is the most underpowered console that's out there right now for the big three. And yet, they've still managed to put together a game that is super compelling, holds your interest, is massive in scope. So, really goes to show you, you know, power is definitely not everything. Well, Vindy's been playing it forever, and are you still playing it? Off and on. They released the new expansion, and I haven't tried the new expansion yet, but I want to get back into it. It's yeah. just something that now that I started school this week, it's been like a complete cluster F. So I bet. <laughs> it's on the list. But what are you going to school for? Because this is I, important. Yeah, I'm going to school for filmmaking, filmmaking production, like um, directing, producing, screenwriting. And I have my first classes this summer. They started on Monday. I am now a full-time student again. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, soon to be debuting the Casually Hardcore short movie. <laughs> the dramatic series. We, we the expect, dramatic series. Yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a tale of betrayal and sadness. <laughs> From games. <laughs> yeah. Of, of games. Of games. Yeah. Um, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and understandable. But, you know... Back to the the Zelda point, I think they they've shown there are a few little things that you know have been brought up that are a little annoying with it. The mm-hmm. weapon breakage, I know we've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little annoying, but it's almost like a homage back to EverQuest. 
Yeah, well, the EverQuest didn't have weapon breakage. No, but I mean, is just like the little annoying things that you're like, really? Do we oh, have yeah. to do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, EverQuest had... I don't know if they were so little. <laughs> they, they were pretty major when you died and lost days of playtime to that death. Undinging. That, that was a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but we suffered through. No, no, nowhere near that level. Like, weapon breakage, you learn to live with, and you just are constantly picking up weapons. So, Start punching people. I do. I punch oh, everything. God. Get a leaf. Whack on somebody. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. Do you smoke the leaf? Is that I mean, what that's for? Uh, <laughs> that's in another expansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just met the leader of the fish dudes, and he's pretty awesome because he's very cocky. So. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Er, er, uh, Doxa, did you see the uh, the float in the Pride Parade that had the um, the Prince of the Zoras in it? Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yes. I loved that. That was my favorite thing awesome. in the Pride Parade. That's, that's right. Breath of the Wild Zelda um, Zora Prince. It was the it was gamer's amazing. float. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome. They've been did he have the year. big smile? Or? Yeah. He did. Oh, that's, yes. that's incredible. <laughs> it was so good. It was. Did, what do you, did you take a picture of that? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was so busy, I didn't even take pictures. But that shit yeah. got documented. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That was my favorite thing. Oh um, my god. Have you done any of the other temples yet? Or no, just... no, that's about as far as I've gotten. Because like I said, at any given time, uh, our son has it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's missing off its stand, it's in Aridin's room. Yeah. So. so he can... I don't know. I, I think he's like LARPing Ruby right now. I know. Is that really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, we don't know what's I just going keep on. hearing references to Blake and Yang. So I know it's Ruby characters, but I know, but they're constantly talking about it like they're in character. So I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, who knows? Anywho. Yeah. So our topics on today's Tangent. show, we got a couple uh, ones we want to go through, which is uh, party games. Since we had a party, we played games. So we really wanted to cover those games as well as any other like big-time party games that we think is worth your time or attention. The other big topic is we each want to we right now we've realized that all of us watch different shows mm-hmm. and so at some point we're all going to come together and actually watch one show that isn't uh-huh. you know 10 years old <laughs> 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 that's our plan and we will work on that but for now we each wanted to come with a recommendation of a show that maybe even the, the others on the show should watch or you the audience should check out if you haven't done so already so that'll be our other topic today but first, yes, I want to go through a little sta- side tangent story because oh, okay. you've heard this, Dax, but Vindy hasn't, and I think it's worth repeating. What happened with GameStop over the Fourth oh, of July my gosh. weekend? What what happened? Okay, so GameStop is a place where, as you know, where you can go and trade in games or used uh, equipment and have them either give you mo- store credit or money for it. Mm-hmm. So. Over the weekend, one of the things also GameStop has is they have like a pro membership. So you pay them some amount of money. I think it's like 20 bucks Mm -hmm. or something a year. And you get like a 10% bonus on your trade-in values as well as 10% discount on buying things. So over the weekend, they ran a promotion. And I found out about this through Reddit. And Reddit then took it to the extreme is 
if you traded in six or more games or uh, yeah, it was just games for this one, if you trade in six or more games, they gave you an extra 60% vet trade in value on top of whatever your trade in is. Now, mm-hmm. if you're a pro member, that made it 70% extra trade in value. Mm-hmm. No is, one's going to take advantage of that. Well, this is the thing. They didn't actually look to see what their trade in values were. So, Reddit completely figured out a list of oh games you could go and buy in the store and then go right over to GameStop and turn in and oh, in some cases more than double the amount of money that you oh just spent on it. God, mm-hmm. why can't I be that smart? Man? Oh, so I was like, oh my God. So I ran out. So one of the games that had the best trade in value was Plants vs. Zombies 2 Garden <laughs> Warfare. Yeah. Which you can buy for 20 bucks at you know, a Target or a Best Buy. And if you were a pro member, you got over like around $50 of store credit. What? Yeah. yeah. So I managed to do a, what I would consider, based on some of the stories on Reddit, a very minor $40 spend at, uh, at one store, traded in at Game, GameStop, and turned that $40 into a pro controller for the Switch. Uh, Injustice 2 for the PlayStation 4, and Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Right? Now, there was another story on Reddit. This is my favorite one where this guy's like, I took my $40, bought two copies of some stuff, had four other games to trade in, traded them in, got a hundred and something dollars, then bought a bunch of used games at that GameStop because they were also doing a buy two, get one free deal over the weekend. So he bought a ton of games, about 19 of them, took them to another GameStop, turned those in, turned in his PlayStation 4, walked out with a PlayStation 4 Pro, a game for it, and about $20 left over in credit. He turned $40 into a PlayStation Pro. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'm so, glad I'm just hearing about this now. Yeah. That's well, good. it's done. They're not letting anyone <laughs> yeah, else. They, exactly. Yeah, they went nuts. So GameStop finally responded, but because of the long weekend, it took them a while to actually catch on to what was happening. And the fact they were ending up with about a million copies of Plants vs. Zombie 2 Garden Warfare, which, as you know, is the hottest title of the season. So they they finally caught on and lowered that trade in value uh, and, and because this deal was running until like the ninth, I think. So that was just some insane stuff that happened this weekend. I cannot recommend people more to check out Game Deals subreddit on uh, reddit.com. So what you're telling me is that GameStop is closer to being bankrupt at this point. Yeah, they are, unless there's like a Bitcoin market for garden warfare (laughs) that is unbeknownst to us. And they might be billionaires now. Who knows? Who knows? That's true. But they've definitely cornered the market on garden Garden warfare Warfare. (laughs) 2. End up in a landfill like that ET. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just insane. And I mean, you know, all all above the board. It was their deal. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no uh, shenanigans. Just making use of what they provided. So, yeah, good, good to to keep your eyes open for that type of stuff. And I would figure that GameStop has learned a valuable lesson. But my hands thank them because the Pro Controller is so much nicer for me to play. <laughs> Big hands. Yeah. Big hands. Those little controllers start to (laughs) ache a little bit. So 
having a meaty, you know, Xbox size controller is nice. Yeah, it is nice actually. It's a very nice yeah. controller. And Injustice 2 is fantastic, and Mass Andromeda is not as bad as I expected it to be. So, because <laughs> the bar was so low. Oh yeah, it was like right? you could have set this bar lower for me. And so, like, I'm walking in, and I'm like, well, their faces aren't complete mashed potatoes. This is this is better than I expected. Oh my god! Did you play the female character? Yeah, I did. What? And it's not. Care. Like they keep releasing patch. They actually just patched it yesterday, and oh. it again they keep fixing the facial animations. Okay. The combat's okay. The story has a few things that you're like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But there's some other actual good quests as well in there. So why did you buy this game? Because you're like, well, it's okay, and it's not not too bad, and it's kind of better than I expect. Those aren't really high. That's not high praise. Well, it was went on sale for twenty bucks. That was one of the things. Two, you know, you don't have to buy games just because they're on sale. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I'll throw that out there. I'm <laughs> close, too. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Mass Effect series. I loved one through three. I thought they were fantastic. So I did want to play Andromeda because it is a continuation or at least set in the same universe. I had a desire to play it. My One of my best friends had played through it and had come back and said... It has some really good parts to it. Just understand there's some bad parts to it as well. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't don't spend full price on it. Really, once it hits 20, that's about how much the game is worth. So it hit 20. I had crazy money from GameStop, so why not? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, let's talk about some the party actual games. Topic. Yeah. I'm sorry. That GameStop <laughs> thing was just too crazy not to talk about. <laughs> good, yeah. It was too great. All right. So we got a chance to play a lot of the Jackbox games uh, this weekend on PlayStation 4, or this previous weekend, I should Mm -hmm. say. So, uh, and I thought it went really well. It was my first time really playing those games, as well as my first time doing a game that had everybody using their phones while being in the same room to play. Yeah, and there was about, what, eight of us? Yes. Eight of us, yeah. And I've actually played those games before at where I work, and we've had about 60 people using their phones as controllers, so that's actually really cool. So some of the games can get up there. But the ones we played, I felt like were... And the more people you have, the more fun it is. It's It was so much fun having eight people. Yeah, it was perfect. I love those games. I love them so much. They are so hilarious. And I, I don't know, it's just it seems fun funny to me that a group full of people with their phones out you know in a social setting can lead to such shenanigans but it i don't know it ends up like making laughter yeah Yeah. like you know playing board games and stuff like that it's just as much fun even though you're using your phone as a controller essentially well i think it's actually really neat because Using your phone as a controller, kind it's kind of like when you're playing poker and you're hiding your cards from everybody else, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of what I took it like. It's like, I'm doing that on my phone because then no one else can see what my answers are. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so accessible. Like, you don't have to bring a controller or you don't have to bring have an extra play setting or whatever for another person. You just have this game on the TV and then you just have your controller. Which is your phone. Like, it's so... I feel like it's such an accessible party thing. It's an easy thing to not have to plan super far in advance for the amount of people that you need for them. 
Absolutely. And yeah. and the content that we played, and it also, if you're playing with the right kind of people, which if you're with your friends, I'm hoping that they're the right kind of people, it can get to be really funny. Some of the answers that we got, I didn't really expect some of the answers that we got from some of these people. It was good. And I, I mean, I think one of the other big selling points to it is if you were playing this as like a card game or a board game you would play like say cards against humanity and that's a fantastic game lots of fun to play but if you wanted to at some point switch games you have to collect all the cards put cards against humanity away find the other game bring it out explain make sure everybody knows what they're doing and then go into the next game here it was like back out Start new game. New game tells you what to do. Go. <laughs> like, it was fantastic. It's pretty self-explanatory, too. I mean, most of the people there hadn't played that game ever before. And it's just, I mean, for Fibbage, it's just like, tell a lie. Tell a believable lie. Right. Like, that's <laughs> it. That's all you have to do. It's yep. very simple. No complex rules at all. Yeah. There, I mean, between that, drawful is incredible just because mm-hmm. it's like you're expected to draw terrible. So Yeah, which is perfect for Grail because yes. that's how he draws. I actually <laughs> am uh, excelling at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quiplash, to me, was basically Cards Against Humanity, except you made up your own black cards. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I liked pretty a much. Lot yeah, that was really fun. I did like Quiplash a lot. That <laughs> Man, some of the answers we got. So just so you could you can kind of get a, a little bit of a taste of um, what you do is when Quiplash, you basically you get a question, and you're on your phone. It'll say something like, "Here's one of our questions that we had." It said you probably shouldn't hire a moving company called blank, right? And then two people <laughs> out of your group just just preempt this earmuffs kids earmuffs kids <laughs> yes two people out of your group write down an answer and then it asks you another question so you get two questions and when your question eventually it pulls up the question and says okay so here's question number three you probably shouldn't hire a moving company called blank and it puts up the both the answers and then the group votes on which answer they like best so some of our answers were our answers for that question were you probably shouldn't hire a moving company called We Take Your Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was up against <laughs> you probably shouldn't hire a moving company called Fuck Your Stuff. <laughs> That's right. For the win. So that those are the type of friends we have right there. Yeah, yeah. That encapsulated it pretty well. Right? Yeah. I think that the one that was, oh, God, uh, Necrophilia Elf. Which oh, is, yeah. what is what does Santa do to his, with his dead elves? With his dead elves. Oh my god! <laughs> like that was uh, clever and terrible at the same time. So. <laughs> and that one was I actually took a picture of that. That got like five out of the or six. Yeah, five out of the six votes. Oh yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was fantastic. <laughs> my favorite. What was the game where you had to? So it asked you a question, and you had to make a be- Is that fibbage? That's you had fibbage. to make the believa- believable lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was that was also awesome. That's a very good game. Um, kind of, I kind of felt like Quiplash was almost a, a faster version of fibbage because there was only two answers, and you just got to pick like which one you liked the best. I mean, it was kind of the same thing, like fill in the blank with your funniest answer, and then pick your favorite one. Kind well, except of. everybody got to play on this one. Yeah, and yeah. and you. We really should try to disguise it because if you get the right answer, you get more points. Yeah. Or if you get more people to 
answer that your lie is the right answer, you get a ton mm-hmm. of points. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fibbage, though, you're actually trying to get something that goes with the question. It doesn't necessarily have to be funny. Mm-mm. It just has to be something that people think is the right answer. Believable. Quiplash is like, to me, cards where you're just trying to come up with something that makes whoever's voting you know, all the other people pick yours as either the, as the best answer, whatever encapsulates best, be it funny, clever, whatever. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's it's same type of game, but uh, two different kind of angles that you're coming in at it. Yeah, but man, the laughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, the spiders one. I. Oh my god! What was that? Like, that was fibbage. Arachnophobia is a disorder in which a person has an irrational fear of. <laughs> so arachnophobia. Yeah. Right. But everybody read butrophobia as butrophobia. Butrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> so the answers entering in their question or entering in their answers, and I'm looking around like we're all gonna have. The same it's answer, all, <laughs> answer, aren't we? It's all butts and like spiders. Like eight varieties of the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So there was butt spiders. There was the fear of spider butts. <laughs> there was the fear of ass spiders, which I have no idea what that is. Uh-huh. There was arachnid butts. There was the fear of spiders entering your anus. <laughs> Oh, my God. But the real answer was actually peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. That is what the real answer was. Wow. (laughs) So it stood out from all the spider butts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It did get picked. And, I mean, it's... It's amazing to me that A, it, that is named that. B, they actually came up with a name for the fear of peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> stuck on the top of your mouth. Like, who actually developed that? That's, like, worthy of some research. Like, that is definitely yeah. worthy of some research. Wow. And a lot, of the, a lot of the things they ask you for, once they gave you the true answer, you were like, what? Yeah. That yeah. can't be true. That is absolutely yeah. a lie. Yeah. They do a good job of, of only presenting, well, with, in general, presenting you questions that nobody would have an, an idea what the answer really is. Exactly. So they did a great job with that. We didn't touch on, there's a lot of trivia-based games in there as well. We didn't have a chance to play any of those. Uh, so oh, We will. Oh, we will. <laughs> yes, exactly. We will. <laughs> so, it, yeah. And I mean, not only that, it just it spans across three different games. You can get it on... PC on PlayStation on Xbox, so it's pretty accessible to to have some method of, of of playing it. And yeah, I think it's it it really is a great kind of go to game for for when you have a lot of people over. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and even even with even with Drawful, Drawful was kind of the same as it's kind of in the same vein where it gives you something you need to draw, and then you draw it. And then it'll put it up on the screen, and people have to guess what you drew. So the pe- the not always does the right answer get the most points. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's if someone really thinks you drew, you know, a pillow when you were drawing, I don't know, you know, a cat, then <laughs> the pillow is the one who get the person who said pillow is the one who gets the most points. Right. So that's actually really neat. It's uh, it's quite an... Uh, they were all so much fun. And we literally spent like three hours laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Without I can't even, We played them for three hours. Yeah. Uh, easily. It doesn't seem... It went by so quickly because it was so much fun. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that long, right? No, not at all. Nope. 
So fantastic choice if you find yourself with people over. It does have some options also, kind of Dax was mentioning, where you can open up voting to like the internet as well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's a great game for like stream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of streamers play it and especially because you get a lobby code. Like a streamer will just send out their lobby code essentially and just have their viewers play with them. Oh, that's awesome. And every now and then they'll kick all of the people out or restart the game so new people can get in. It's oh. it's a great way to play with people. Yeah. Like we you know, like we don't even have to be in the same room to play it with each other. It's yeah. fantastic. And there's some other game there's some other games out there that do the same thing. I know that um, the one that we played at at my job was called Kahoot. And you could actually make up your own questions. Mm. So it's kind of, you could do a trivia game and you can make up your own questions. So if you're having a party on a a specific subject or if you're having some sort of training on something, you can actually use those games as a training device, which I think is really neat too. So not only can you have fun with it, you can also learn some stuff with it. I learned about, you know, spider Spider butts. Yeah. (laughs) The more you know. Fun True. trivia. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, outside of that, I mean, I think there's a lot more options. And I've been doing some reading in various gaming magazines and sites. We're starting to see a push of people, again, pushing for more local co-op or local play options in games. Because they definitely went away from that, especially in the quote-unquote AAA titles really moved purely to internet-based solutions uh, mm-hmm. where you have to have one one player per one copy of the game. And now we're seeing a lot of more push for titles that allow for multiple people to play within the same game, sitting in front of their TV. You have devices like the Steam Link that allows you to uh, send your computer to your TV and a whole host of games on the PC that are great for parties. I know last time we had a bunch of people over, we were doing Gang Beasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is just ridiculous Crazy. but it's another <laughs> one you just can't help but laugh at because it's so silly and there's a lot of options in that realm as well mm-hmm. and then of course there's the board games and card games yes so if you want to go to an analog solution that also is i mean the fact you can walk into target nowadays and just pick up cards against humanity mm-hmm. that's pretty much shows how prevalent now of these type of games have become after being having a long period where they were really out of fashion yes absolutely yeah speaking of steam games like co-op steam games um, i like to play golf with friends i don't know if y'all have played that one before it's ridiculous it sounds stupid and it sounds boring it's putt-putt golf but like you can change the ball to be like an acorn or a cone (laughs) you can change the gravity you can change the bounciness of the floor nice it's it is the most infuriatingly stupid game to play with your friends and it's (laughs) it's pretty cheap on steam too i think i mean it you can buy them in packs of like five or at least you could for a while Wow. Um, All right. That and Ultimate Chicken Horse. I don't know if y'all have played that too. Ultimate Ultimate Chicken Horse? I've heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is the reaction you get every time you say the name of it. It's a game where you complete a course and then you essentially get traps that you, each person gets traps that they put down to try to make the course harder, but you still have to complete it. Mm. So you still have to get through everybody else's traps. So those are some. That's cool. Yeah. 
Oh, well, interesting. Main focus to co-op games that I've really enjoyed lately. Nice. Oh, that's not awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know we did Gang Beasts. There's there's some other ones that are more like gamery. Uh, Hell Divers is a nice couch co-op, which is a mech's you know kind of shooter game. The square one too. Square one. The one we played at Oh, Pats. Death Square. Death yeah, Square. that was yes. a lot of fun. Yes. As a puzzler, because that's not a common game type still. I mean, outside right. of like Portal and stuff, especially for four players, a four player pl- puzzler is uh, pretty rare, it seems like. And I mean, we liked it so much at PAX that I literally was throwing my money at them, but unfortunately, it was for the wrong platform right. at the time. So we had yeah. to wait for it to come out on the correct platform. But yeah. um, that was a ton of fun because, you know, Vindy is a bit of a jerk. Yep. Killed us all. Of a troll. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> You gotta find out what happens. I mean, we gotta know. <laughs> we gotta test all aspects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happens if I jump all of us off the edge? Right. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what does happen. What does we gotta find out. Now we know. <laughs> and then we learned again. So you're, you're a bit of a Sherlock, is yeah. what it is. <laughs> Have you seen that game on Steam, Mount Your Friends? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even want to. I hear thought you were going to say genital jousting. Have I've you heard of that. that one That's like been the new one. But mount your friends is one where like you're trying to build like a pyramid of dudes, and like <laughs> a pyramid of dudes. Yeah, and like you flip your guy like cartwheel up, and then you can you have like attach points on your dudes, and they're all like wearing like bikini briefs. <laughs> That's awesome. It's ridiculous, okay. but it's a multiplayer. Like you're trying to build this pyramid on top of a goat. On top of the goat, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I've I've looked at it and I've read the reviews and it's like this is a really fun party game. It's like, huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need the right what people kind though. Of party. Yeah. yeah Mount kind of party your you friends. About? Okay. Yes. Okay. So there you go. You That's need the right kind of party for that. Huh? You need the right kind of people. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, hi, we just met. Let's play this. <laughs> Genital jousting. You, you gotta yeah, feel out your friends. Right off, start out hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Genital like, jousting. You know, you might as well start them off where you are because if they can't handle that, they probably don't want to be your friends anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you know, I like to at least make them feel a little comfortable before I throw the the genitals into the face. So. <laughs> it's just a policy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. So there you go. There's some nice suggestions for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, go with the genital jousting. Oh. Or mount your friend. Mount your friend sounds funny. It is. It looks funny, especially just because the dudes are just like, flip, 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 flip. Oh, I got a hold of something. Now I'm on top of the pyramid. Okay. So moving right along to recommendations. So... Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, we are coalescing around, I think, a couple shows that we're all going to watch and then talk about with some sort of coherence. I know... And frequency. We'll start with Daxa, because she just finished a series, and I'm the odd one out on this one. I just started this series. So, Vindy's watched it, Daxa just watched it, so what series is it? So the series I'm going to recommend, even though there's only two seasons, and I'm going to recommend it because Vindy recommended it to me. A couple of our friends at the Supernatural Con have recommended it to me. And just um, some people that I've met have all recommended 
for me to watch Sense8. So it was a Netflix original series. The reason it only has two seasons, unfortunately, is because they actually shot on location. So Sense8 was, is basically a show of a group of people that are called Sensits. And basically what happens is when they get activated, technically they're called when they're birthed, but when they get activated, you become a cluster of people. So instead of you being just by yourself, there are seven other people around the world that basically become, they can think what you're thinking. They, um, they kind of are, it's really difficult to explain without giving they're a all, lot away. They're all born at the same time. <laughs> yes, definitely. They're all born at the same moment, so they all have, like, this mental connection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's... As long as they... If they are able... Some of them are able to actually jump into people's bodies, sort of, and do whatever it is that their specialty is. So, for example, one of them's an actor, and there was a point where they were breaking out of some place because they were being chased, and the actor, they needed to have an effective lie to get out. So the actor jumps into the person's consciousness, I guess, and he starts screaming and makes this big deal out of it and they get away because he's you know that's his specialty right. um, if they need someone to fight there's a couple of fighters on there there's a cop but the best thing about it is the characters are amazing wouldn't you agree mm-hmm. Bindi? oh my gosh the characters are so lovable and so diverse yes. and so amazing what other show do you have a cast that is so diverse like there is none there is none it's it's amazing there is um, one of the sensates is a uh, She's a lesbian, and and her girlfriend is actually from um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, Freeman, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, Martha the Companion. Mar- yeah, yeah, Martha Freeman, one Ag- of the companions. Ag- Ag- yeah. One of my yeah. least favorite companions of all time. However, in Sensate, I love her. Mm-hmm. She, she yeah. plays Amanita, the girlfriend of um, Nomi, and she is amazing in this show. So one of them, and then you've got a male gay couple with Leto and his boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Um, then you've got... Well, actually, though, real quick. So Nomi, though, isn't just a lesbian. Nomi's a transgender. Correct. Yeah. And she's already gone through the right. change. Yes. She's... um, Yeah. She's... So, yes, there's that. You've got a gentleman from Africa. Yeah. Um, Kafias, right, is his name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So then you've got a woman from India. So that's awesome. And, gosh, what's her name? I forget her name. Mm, I forget, too. Something with a P. I can't remember, though. Priya or something. Yeah, something like that. You've got a gentleman from Germany, Wolfgang, which is the funniest name, but (laughs) damn, Wolfgang is hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you've got got a girl from Iceland, right, is where Riley's from. Was that all of them? And the cop from Chicago. The cop from Chicago will, yes. So you've got this group of amazing, amazing characters. Son. Oh, Son, yeah. Hello from Soul, Soul, right? Yeah. So she is, um, and she was a businesswoman. Yes. She was. So we've got all these amazing characters, and they're all actually filmed on location, which is why they 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 couldn't afford it. Yeah, but I mean, at very they're coming. You saw that two yes. two hour movie. Thank God they're yes. wrapping it up. They do such a good job in this series of having an overarching plot, and then the seasons have these subplots rather than resolving the 
the overarching conflict in one season quickly. Right. It has such a great story, and I'm so glad that they're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't end and at a note where I can go, oh, okay. Yeah. No, absolutely not. So you're not. like, what? That's yeah. it? But yeah, but some of the locations they filmed at, they filmed at Berlin, they filmed in Berlin, they filmed in Chicago, they filmed in London, they filmed in Mexico City, Mumbai, yeah. Seoul, San yeah. Francisco, Nairobi, Sao Paulo, because one of the characters, Lido, goes to the gay parade there. He's the, um, the he leads the parade. Mm-hmm. And they go to all these amazing places and you believe that you're there with them because they're actually there. Yeah. So... Yeah. Even though it's only two seasons, it's my recommendation because I just can't. It's like with Hannibal. When we watched that, it was so amazing that I recommended it to everybody. Same thing with this one. I'm really glad you guys got me to watch it. I am totally hooked. It's such like a weird cult show too, right? Like not many people know about it, I think. But it's just so it's so amazingly well done that every time I've heard that somebody has not seen it, I always am. You need to go watch it. Just go watch it. Just give it a try. You'll like it. <laughs> You'll like it. One hit. It a, I know. Yeah. The first hit's free. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I actually, what's really funny is I want Grail to tell you what he, before he was going to watch the show, I want you to tell them what happened this morning. Oh, with the, uh, so yeah. So I, so Dax had been saying, watch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I've gotten to a point where I'm caught up on the shows I was watching. I was looking for something to to watch and i was like yeah sensei I'll, I'll watch that so i turn on netflix this morning and it has this huge thing it's like we have a netflix original for castlevania and what? it was an animated series and i was like "Ooh, well hello i'm gonna have to try this out so i started so instead of watching sensei yeah, so like, watching- like his wife had recommended. Oh, don't even start me on what on shows I've recommended to you. Uh, so, anyways, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to check this out, see how it is. So, literally, I made it through about two minutes, and I was just like, eh, I think I'm going to move Aww. on to Sensate now. <laughs> so, it was just, and, and the best thing is that right before the show, we're sitting down. Wait, we have to, we have to tell the background of of why this is so funny oh well this is funny because i have my my one friend who's going to be coming with us to pax is just notorious for liking just about everything just the worst and it can be some of the worst things ever and he's just like it was good i liked it like and so (laughs) so i'm sitting there and we're like what we've been slowly trying to watch this season of the flash yeah we're we're making our way through that and like my phone goes off and i get this text from my friend it's like did you see netflix has castlevania it's awesome (laughs) just like and then he goes and he goes oh oh you have to see this yeah look at this so i was just like oh cool Like, I'll have to check that out. So maybe it gets better than the first two minutes led me to believe. But the first two minutes, it was just like, ooh, this is not so good. So confusing. It's real confusing at first, in my opinion. It's kind of like, oh, my God, there is so much information. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, but I think once you get to. About, Are you talking like, about Sensate or Castlevania? Sensei. Yeah, oh, no, no. no. Sensei, oh. I got. Like, he that got... was cool. Really? Castlevania, I'm like, nah, that, that just like the beginning of it just threw me off. But yeah, no, Sensei, 
I think I've, yeah, I got a decent handle on what's happening, what's been, what's going on. I don't feel, I mean, obviously there's things they haven't revealed yet that I'd like to know more about, but I've gone through three or four episodes, so it seems like, like I get it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, it's, it's like when we were watching Hannibal, you knew or you thought you knew what was happening. You, but you wanted to keep watching it to find out if that's what was happening. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, you want to know, like, who are these people? Why do they have so much power to, like, b- basically, you know, capture, you know, involve governments in the one person? The Nomi's? No, 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 not Nomi. Well, Nomi, yeah, that was a good example. But the 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 Indian guy with long hair that was at the beginning, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, name. that guy. Joey yeah. or something? No. He's... He's still kind of an anomaly, even in the second season. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, they, but basically they were able to bring Homeland Security in on it. Like they brought a lot to bear to capture that dude. So Jonas. Jonas yeah. That was his name. So it's, there's that aspect that you want to know. And each person has their own like drama going on. That Which is really cool, interesting. right? Yeah, yeah. That's like contained to really just them. But obviously they're able to either use for better or worse these abilities to assist with it so yeah no it's been good i liked it i feel like it's worth mentioning though that it is not like a kid or family safe series oh no no, it's not it's not but can i also they'd be banging banging. (laughs) can i tell you that the sex scenes are actually really good like they're really interestingly done i think and and i I was like there's one part, and it's after a sex scene, and I don't want to say too much about it because right. Grail hasn't seen it, and I think it's the funniest freaking bit in the world. And it's when uh, Will finally meets, sort of meets Leto, uh-huh. and not face-to-face, but, you know, in their heads. And At the gym? No, it wasn't at the gym. It was after that. So after that had happened, they've, they've all had sex that one time, and he meets him <laughs> later, and, and Leto's like, you're, um... And then he goes, we've had sex. And then what happens after that is funny as hell. Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think, I personally think the sex scenes were very tastefully done. Yeah, I thought they were great. I mean, the music in the series is great. It's yeah, tastefully it done, in my opinion. It's It goes along with the story. It's not just out of left field. Like, it makes sense in the context of the story. Thank God. So Well, and they have amazing music because of Riley. Because she's a DJ. Mm-hmm. So I think... The music is amazing. So I just can't, like I said, can't recommend it enough. The locations are fantastic. The characters are amazing. The music is great. What else do you want? Yep. Just go watch it. So maybe after <laughs> this two, maybe they'll decide more is better than just a two-hour finale. Ah, well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm just glad we're getting the two-hour. Oh, I'm right. excited right. we're getting yeah. the two-hour. All right. So, Vindy, what's your recommendation? Uh, mine's a little bit different. I know that you guys had some fictional series, but I'm more interested. I'm really interested in Netflix's docu-series, like mm-hmm. their documentary series that they have. Making of a Murderer was the first one, I think, that got a lot of attention yeah. when it came out. That was good. And then this one got my attention because I grew up in Maryland. Oh, okay. It's called The Keepers. Okay. It's a docu-series, essentially, that explores the murder of a nun. Her name was Sister Kathy Sesnick, mm-hmm. who taught at a like a, a girls' Catholic school, Keogh High School. Mm-hmm. And there was some something 
odd going on with one of the priests at the school, Joseph Maskell, who it, he was, it seems like he's pretty freaking guilty of sexually abusing some of the kids. But it goes in to explore, first off, like, what does she have to do with his sexual escapades, you know, with the children in his room? And it interviews a lot of the actual victims. It's they they bring them in, and their stories are so poignant and heart wrenching. It interviews some police officers and law enforcement of the time, and I just I I loved watching it because I have never heard of this before, despite growing up outside of Baltimore. And I think that is insane. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Right. When I when I finished, I really wanted to ask my grandmother, who's in her mid eighties, if she, you know she knew about this. My mom, when I asked her about this, knew about it. But it's just it's so odd that it's something that we don't talk about. Right. But yet here it is on Netflix. Yeah. It's <laughs> a docu series. <laughs> like crazy. Absolutely. Well, you know, Netflix does a really good job of really getting getting to the core of not only fantasy, but real topics that people Mm want to know about. I think they're such a fantastic platform for all that. So, funny enough, I've watched the first couple episodes of this as well. Have you really? (laughs) Yes. Look at you. So, that, I I really like the two ladies that were doing the research. They were really interesting, like how much they have gone through the years to keep this kind of afloat to, like you said, where there's been no coverage, no real interest in it, yet there are people that are spending a good amount of time and the the reporter as well that they introduced at the beginning, how much effort they spent on keeping the story alive. Yeah, it's it seems like they've done so much more research than law enforcement. Oh, yeah. or, it's, it's crazy how invested they are in this and how much outreach they've done for victims at the school. It, it just, it amazes me their fortitude in yeah. continuing on with this. And I, I'm glad to hear about it. Like I, I'm glad to know that there are people that really are still searching for justice for this, even though it's just one murder case, I know, in the grand scheme of things. But well, you in know, this particular case, it it makes a big it's a big deal that one murder case to the people that were involved in the case. Yeah, that were affected by it. So, I mean, who yeah. doesn't want that champion? You know, championing for you for whatever it happens to be a murder, a abuse, any of that. All of us want someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, there may be renewed interest in this after the uh, spotlight story from, from right. Boston Globe about the just rampant abuses that were happening within the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So makes this story now, you know, not only were they shuffling priests around and covering it up, but hey, maybe... They went a little farther than that, even in some cases. It's it's crazy how when I brought this up to some of my family, how they said, oh, yeah, wasn't that like a priest that was like abusing some girls or something? And then they shipped him over to Europe. And I think they said at one point in time they did ship Maskell over somewhere. I don't oh, know. Wow. And then he ended up coming back because, you know, like you don't just stop doing that right right so like he messed that up and then he came back and you know they're just trying to protect him at every at every turn and seeing some of the in the later episodes they talk about the uh the laws that they try to pass regarding statute of limitations Mm -hmm. in reporting 
sex crimes, especially stuff that happened as a child. They're trying to put a statute of limitations on or they have a statute of limitations on it, and they're trying to defend that, saying that, you know, like, five years from the crime. Oh my god. It doesn't matter, like, what, how old you are. I don't know if it's five years exactly. It's a short period of time. You know, like, and you, would they actually show, like, law, I, lawyers and people for the church defending this yeah. it's insane and it's real life yep. Yep. <laughs> oh. it's, it's so interesting and it, just like making of a murderer where you're like this can't I mean this is horrible right. this can't get any worse and then it just gets worse yeah. and worse yeah that making of a murderer was another one that's just yeah it was unbelievable and I, I, I from others that I've heard that have watched the keepers it was in the same vein of just yeah. You can't believe that people could get away with doing this in what you consider a modern country. Yeah, it's just, I think that's, Netflix chooses their docuseries so well. Yeah. In that they choose these events that just are, they're unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely crazy. And I don't know, I I know that docuseries aren't everybody's cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) I know that. And documentaries too. But this this is pretty interesting if you're into crime ish series stuff like that. Yeah, huh. yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good options on Netflix. There's some interesting options if you have access to HBO. They do some really interesting documentaries. The one on what was this? Uh, Robert Durst was really Mm. like oof (laughs) like that's where they basically at the end of that series got him to pretty much admit that he murdered all these people so there's there's a lot of options out there but the keepers on netflix yeah check it out check it out all right so on that cheerful note thanks vindy (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, so i'm gonna go with a series that actually is in motion still just reached its second season and that would be preacher on amc this is this is a series that when i see there's a new episode available it just puts a smile on my face like i'm so happy with what they've done with this series so far Hmm. like the characters are just the three main characters are fantastic the auxiliary characters that they bring in and out are been great it's so weird it's such a strange story that they have that they're telling it's based on a series of comic books that were uh, published by vertigo it stars dominique cooper and uh ruth nega which is really funny because I first saw them in this. And then if you go watch the Warcraft movie, you're like, huh, they're the king and queen of Stormwind. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so really odd. But the story centers around a preacher, funny enough, in a very, very small town in Texas. And he gets imbued with a power that allows him to tell anybody to what basically whatever he says they have to do. Oh, so he's like the bad guy in uh, Jessica Jones. Kind of like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like completely, com- but, but, but no distance limitations. Like once he tells you to do something, you are doing it until you've either completed it or he's told you to stop. Oh, wow. And he's, but his character is balanced kind of on between being a good guy and a bad guy based on things in his past. His girlfriend is also in that same vein. Like obviously they've done 
criminal activities, but she's also nice in some cases. Hmm. And then there's an Irish vampire that's with him. Because <laughs> why Irish not? vampire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like one of their friends. And the first season all takes place in this town with him getting this power, not really sure what's going on, and them all kind of getting together. And then eventually leaving town on the mission to... I'm trying to think how much do I want to give away. So there's a point in time where you, they've determined this power comes is some sort of divine power or at least in that realm, but they're not sure what it is. And because they have angels looking to get it out of him. And at one point in time, they come to the realization that uh, God's gone kind of supernatural. I was going to say, I've heard that. So yeah. the second season focuses on the, He's made the the preacher and his two uh, companions made the choice that they're going to f- go find God because he's got some questions for them. Okay. And that's where the that's second where season took off and has been going. The writing's fantastic. All all the actors do a great job. The the amount of times where you think it, like it kind of lulls you into like oh this is this type of scene and then just one eighties on you is hmm. done really really oh, well. I love that. Yeah, it's. One of the best shows I've seen in a while in terms of something that's brand new on television. So, again, it's I believe you can check it out if you don't have access to AMC. You can uh, download the first season and probably episodes on Amazon. I don't know where else, though, you can actually get it at this time. The first season might be on Netflix, but I'm not sure if it's gone there yet or not. But super oh. recommend. I want to see it so bad. Is does the preacher? Is it like a little bit of actiony too? Like just, just, just a smidge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's there's oh, a good amount so of good. action. Yeah, like it. It goes back and forth. Like some of it's very much just like what the hell and like like just craziness. And then other times there's like because there's like a lot of people are interested in getting a hold of him. So there's a lot of action around that, and they're all of their reactions are really because like they've been criminals before so they're kind of used to violence so it just doesn't phase them and the other dude's like a vampire so he doesn't really care but like a lot of the situations they get in they're like so relaxed for how crazy things are getting around them uh just really good and his girlfriend is that girl from agents of shield is that his girlfriend was she an agent? Yes, yeah, she was the. Oh, she, she was, was the, the uh the the yeah the one that got cocooned. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The one with the really big eyes. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Day. Days. Not Daisy. No, not Daisy. Uh, I forget what her character was in Agents of Shield. Yeah, she yeah. wore flowers a lot. Flower dress, but I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, she was in that as well. But she's like, especially when you compare like Warcraft. I'm guessing maybe she, I don't know if she what her nationality is, but in Warcraft, they all have kind of British accents. Right. And then in this, they all have Texas drawl and Southern like type accents. So it's really well done. Like they're all just great. Hmm. So there you go. So definitely check that out. I think we, as the three of us are going to try to watch the first season of American Gods. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we need to watch that, but then we can hopefully get you guys on the preacher next while I take care of Sense8. Oh, yeah. I may finish that before I come see you guys next. What, Preacher? 
Yeah, because that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's amazing. Give me all right? that. <laughs> well, we have all the episodes, so you can <laughs> easily come over and watch them that way as well. But, uh, yeah, if you have the beans, I highly recommend I highly it. recommend picking yeah. one up. <laughs> it is so choice. It's so choice. Um, yeah. Okay. So three really solid shows. All a bit different. Yeah. I guess yours or mine are a lot more similar than We're a little more so, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's... but you can, you can only watch so much fantasy. Sure. <laughs> so you've sure. got to you've got to throw some other things in there also. Yeah, I think this is a topic we can come back to. I mean, it's it's tough to narrow down one recommendation because I've seen a lot of good series. Some of them are older, but still worth uh, I think your time. Oh, for sure. Both in fantasy as well as more, even if it's fictional, more real world based fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think that that gives you some some stuff to go out there and and check out. A starting point, just a few hours of TV just as a, few. a starting point. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? At least the recommendation isn't like Supernatural, which is like thirteen seasons. We're recommending something that's like one or two seasons. Yeah, that's yeah. that's doable for people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, that did the yeah, we all of our recommendations Buffy or Angel or Xena or you know all those yeah. older shows that have like a thousand seasons to them. Even Buffy's only 6 seasons or uh, 7 no. seasons, yeah. sorry. Seven. I have them all? I know. It, <laughs> we, what do you mean I? Me and mine. Ay ay. All right. Well, I think uh, that'll get you guys watching stuff. So on that note, we invite you to check out while you're downloading all this great content to check us out on alphageekradio.com. All the shows and videos and podcasts that you can check out there. You can find us on the web on Facebook at Casually Howard Core. You can hit us up on the Twitter uh, at GrailCH at Dexa CH at Vindy underscore and that's V-Y-N-D-I I I think that's pretty much it I'm sure there's other stuff I'm supposed to say but I don't remember what that is so we will just end the show I have been Grail I'm Vindy and I've been Dexa we are out of here Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.